we're at the end of the show, but now we're going to do the part. Uh, our guest today on the uh, Guilty Pleasures podcast, episode 17, I believe, Sean? Yes, 17. 17? Okay, so let's get this out of the way. Simon, I'm Simon Rakoff. Okay, Simon of SimonRakoff.com. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, Fame. Uh, and you're on Facebook and stuff like and that. And I'm on Facebook and I'm okay. on. I'm yeah, my, he's not Wacky Monkey 17. He's, okay. he's himself. Sean, he's Sean where, can we, he where can people find you on Twitter? At Sugar Jam, S U G A J A M. And I'm uh, Scott McCricker, S C O T T M C C R I C K A R D, like Wojohowitz, spelt like it sounds. <laughs> And, and uh, yeah. I'm at Dave Martin World. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And now, now all four white guys are going to talk about <laughs> stereotypes. We're talking. Well, I'm a Jew. So, and as know, a Jew, you've got to get out because you're selling your let CDs. Me explain. Anybody who defines themselves as white does not define me as white. Yeah. That's what I say. I'm white unless you define yourself as white. All right. Sit down, Simon. And then I'm not white. <laughs> So if you were in a Put prison, your clothes back on. If you were I'm a, drunk. If you were Don't in a prison, define white me group, as white. Would you, would you prison, go to the white I would group? not have a group. You wouldn't have a group if you were in prison. No. You'd be in the others. The Simon. I'd have a group of clients, group. I'm guessing, based on what I've seen on those shows. <laughs> but... But but yeah no. Okay, you're selling your CD in the back of uh, the in the in the Dominion tonight. Back of. Well, the, the Dominion. Where the fuck we are? Launching it. You're launching tonight. your CD. Yeah. As opposed to. As opposed to dropping, um, right? As those hip hop uh, guys listen, I'm dropped, but they don't. It doesn't drop even anymore. It slides in. I mean, dropping. You dropped a needle on vinyl, but don't drop the CD. Actually, I, I, I should warn people. But I saw Macy Gray. Please don't on, drop my CD. Yeah, Simon so, is carefully carrying his CD release tonight. I saw Macy Gray on an award show say, uh, "My next album is going to be dropping," and so I assume that all black women do that. But so people don't drop CDs anymore. Uh, Did they get launched? Well, You're sure launching young yours. People, young they call it albums. Don't remember though. when you would actually drop the record? Mm. Right. I still say, say drop the album. But I still say album. I, yeah. It's not a CD. I call it an album. An album. Well, because everybody downloads well, it. Because it is an anyway. album. Yeah. It is. But do you call it a record? Yeah. No, I it is a record. It a, I wouldn't call it. A but record. I wouldn't call it a record because yeah. people think you mean vinyl. But technically, it's a record. I was going to say right. about that. You you chose CD. I know vinyl is I becoming say, popular no, again. This is the CD launch. Yes, but this is when the discs actually come out. But I I describe the album it as an album when I talk. Yeah, but about I'm it. I'm just saying actually like people are doing CD. Like you chose a CD as the format, but I know their albums are being I popular did it for again. The art. Okay. Yeah. No, but I mean, but, well, but a vinyl well, album, vinyl. like, I literally uh, do a vinyl version. I'm sure that costs infinitely more to do. Right. You have hmm. to call Jack White and he'd help you. Like out. to press to press a vinyl album, I it want, would be cool, yeah. but it would be expensive, and frankly, fewer people would be able to use it. Right. right. Until you could, you people shoving it into their DJs, CD players. I mean, if, if it's music, DJs still use vinyl. So, so go yeah. to my website to get it. That's what I would tell people. And is it going to be available on iTunes? It's all available everywhere you would download a CD, um, but there's also links to the download and a link to buying an actual CD with SimonRackoff.com, lovely, uh, two Fs. Lovely artwork by my nephew. No, oh, well, it's okay. really cool. It, it, uh, you'll see them. You gave me one of these already. I'm not giving Simon. it to you. I, know. I want you to talk about it. No, yeah. no, they're uh, 15 bucks here at the special. 20 bucks online by the time you hear this. It's Simon Rakoff, surrounded by idiots. It. Now, is this a document of, of I think he means like, us. That's all right. What, what's, can I ask what the oldest bit on this is and what's the... I'm just kind of curious about, like, document-wise, how, how much of your career is this? this number is 11, lot. I hate I Dave mean, Martin. That's a bit I've heard before. Well, like, that's, <laughs> that's not a bit, actually. Yeah, That's, that's a the, liner note. <laughs> I actually gave Dave a thanks on this uh, liner notes because uh, he actually helped me quite a bit in the... Uh, 
you know, advice department. I said, wear a condom, but he didn't listen to me, and now he's got a wonderful daughter. That's true. I, I ignored Dave, and my life is perfect. I had to cut it, you know, just for this purpose of uh, radio play and downloading on iTunes and stuff, but in fact, there are no gaps. It's a seamless hour and one minute wow. of my act done like as one long set, as though you would hear it if you saw it. In a club. No, no, okay, no, no, again, how much of that is your act documented? Because a lot of people, I guess Louis C.K. made this really popular of like doing it like an hour, throwing it away, and doing another hour. But I mean, everyone has to at one point do that first hour, which is made up of from their beginnings to where they are when right. they record Well, I it. figure I've got 30... I had 36 years to record my first hour. <laughs> and, uh, but you've done Simon. I, I imagine people TV. give me six months before they grow bored and expect another. <laughs> so that's why your second album is often much worse than your first. Right. Generally, I think, is, uh, you know, even in rock and roll, you have 19 years to write your first hit songs and then, uh, life and then three yeah. months to write your second. Amazing. I, uh, if you had a chance to see me, I think uh, it's already passed is what I'm saying because <laughs> the new material isn't going to be as strong. Sadly, by the time you hear this podcast, I've... But well, that's, that, this whole album, it's where we've come to a point. This whole album is basically a a, a best of Simon Rakoff. I hope because so. It, because I it's think all it came 30, out really well. Yeah, I'm yeah. pleased with it. And look at the art. Look at how it looks. I love the, the picture. You it's just it covering your eyes. Uh, so we can see inside, right. too. Because oh. I did a clever thing on the inside oh. of it. You need a knife? It's always nice when you like your own stuff, isn't it? Well, you know, no, I'm just so much this, in. Right? Yeah, I recorded, do you find it hard I to listen to yourself? It in, uh, I recorded it in in uh, one place and uh, did five shows worth of recording and tried to. Cut. And so I redid it here at the Dominion. Yeah, you know, and got it exactly as I wanted it. Right. And the shows I recorded that I wasn't happy with at least gave me a good sequence to put it in. Anyway, I really. Uh, All right. right. Well, Thanks. Simon's got to go Thanks, to see Simon. the people. Do you want? Can you get yeah, out of that door, Simon? Want. All right. Well, good luck with your CD selling, Simon. Do we have to buy something from him now? We should buy it's like that. You know those I moments. Pitch in and buy a CD. Well, that's it's those sort of you know those we moments. About that CD, he's all bad now. Sean, you wanted to talk to Simon about his Spider-Man issues. Oh well, because he always wears Spider-Man shirts, right? And uh, I used to be a huge Spider-Man fan, so at first I thought that might have been a good topic for us to talk about with Spider-Man. Right? Uh, are you guys? Spider-Man well, what, fans? what what would we have said well, about Spider-Man? Well, first of all, uh, why does Simon wear a Spider-Man Well, he does the shirt? bit, right? He does his bit about all superheroes are Jewish. Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. Walkman, so. disco. So, but, I mean, but he, every time I see him, like, I've even seen him on the street. Well, port and port. It's, he's yeah. wearing a Spider-Man shirt. I mean, just like accidental St. Clair and Young, yeah. there he is with a Spider-Man shirt. Well, I think that's, well, I'm, his signature thing, I guess. Yeah. I like it because I love Spider-Man. Right. Well, what did you see in Spider-Man that you couldn't, uh, that you always wanted to be a part of? I don't know. I, I think part of it is he's a, uh, a bit of a, a nerd or an outsider, so maybe that's why people relate to Peter Parker. So it's like anyone can have access to this uh, dream of being the superhero. Right. And then uh, I just, the whole web slinging part of it and the climbing up the walls. I mean, everybody wants to do that. I'm walking around Toronto and I'm, <laughs> I'm climbing the walls right now. <laughs> sometimes I'm walking around downtown Toronto yeah, I and I'm like. Guy. 
that would be a great building to web sling from. Yeah. Do you guys ever think that? Did you see the yeah, new one? Yeah, yeah, because we're all the same nerd, nerd. Well, it's like, you know what? I think every boy... Do you remember that TV... you remember that movie, The Last Starfighter? Yes. Where they put that video game in the trailer park, and that guy was, like, amazing at the video game, and then... He gets sucked into it? Well, he gets no... I think Rip Torn comes down in some spacecraft and gets him on board, and then they go and defend the galaxy. Uh, but they put that uh, video game in uh, the trailer park just so they could find the best player in the universe and it turned out to be this kid. Right. I, think, I think every every teenage boy is woken up with a boner from dreaming that scenario to come true of just like, oh my god, what one day I? Nintendo is going to find me and I'm going to smash turtles with a hammer because no, I'm so good at Mario. Yeah, it's the unassuming guys, the every man becomes a superhero. But I mean, every guy's wanted that. But, to, but also I think I always like the humor, like I like Marvel comics better than DC because because I always felt that they're more relatable human beings, and there's sarcasm yeah. in the humor. DC, yeah, DC seems more made up. <laughs> I just wanted to fuck Miss Pac-Man. With <laughs> 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 her hair in a bow, that's all I need. Yeah, a little bit of eyeshadow. I think she had a little bit of mascara. <laughs> well, that. But the actual, I think the actual Pac, Miss Pac-Man just had a bow, right? The actual yeah. video game, but then the characterization of her. The point is that you wanted to fuck something that wasn't real. <laughs> It's the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. TV Junk Food. comedy veteran Simon Rakoff, and we're talking stereotypes. But don't worry, most of our best friends are stereotypes. Live from the Dominion Pub in Toronto, Canada. People know my political views. I'm opposite of everybody these days. (laughs) But I. Oh, right. Well, I mean, I like. We talk about this. I like Rob Ford because he makes people angry, and I like because I'm always angry. I like seeing other people angry, and it's not at me, so I like it even better. So I think that's what it he is. stirs You're the like, pot. I like thank stir- God it's him who's out there at that bar, yeah, pissing everyone. Yeah. No, I'm sure it's brought a lot of couples together. Yeah, you know, yeah. agreeing about hating Rob Ford. Yeah, but, but your oh, wife doesn't you. agree with you. Though. Let's have angry Rob Ford sex. <laughs> I hate him too. Oh, what that bastard! Last person I want to think of. Tell me about Sugar Beach. Oh, there. When I heard he had a sobriety coach, I didn't want to look at what the guy's name was because the way this guy does things, fucking back ass words. His name was going to be Jack Daniels or yeah. fucking Jim you know, Beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Walker. Professor drinks a lot. Something like that. You know? Like how the woman he had an affair with is called Mick Rob. I know. It's like it sounds like a McDonald's fail. Failed sandwich, doesn't it? Yeah. Have you tried the McRob? Oh no, it's fat. It's just fat in a in a bun. It's like it's. I like French fries and uh, sotto voce McRob. All right, you come behind the counter, sir. Crack burger. But it's like uh, I don't think uh, you know the, the, the Twitter does not give you the same sort of freedom as uh, saying something on stage or even saying something on TV or the radio. It's just when you have 140 characters, you don't have time to you know get a point across and explain it and give yourself an out. Unless yeah. you go on a rant, you know what? Though? But even if you go on a rant, people are only going to hear one thing. Sorry, Dave. If you replaced Chinese with the people in this airport lounge, you'd be fine. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah why did he? Well, what if he out? said the Chinese people in this airport? <laughs> then you would fuck it up with hashtag Asians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if he said lovable Asians? And then they, <laughs> I think that's you just but described horrible behavior. Yeah. yeah. What about I like Chinese by Monty Python? Is that oh. acceptable now? Well, because, because everyone loves Monty Python now. Everyone's like, oh, remember? Mon-? But, they but that's not a mean song. Like- that's not a mean no, song. I like Chinese, <laughs> and it's purposely come up to your silly knees. and 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 comes right out with it. This was undisguised rage yeah. with a racist tint and wasn't funny. I don't know if it was rage. But people are saying, but you did it on stage, you well, were fine. Well, it was fine. extreme frustration. Yeah, extreme frustration. I'm yeah. saying he wasn't writing it with much of a sense of humor. To right. Begin with. Oh, no. And I'll show... Sorry, go, Sean. No, uh, well, I just think that in airports, this is a problem with Twitter. In air- airports, people get angry, right? I get angry in airports and on airplanes. To have that the, the chance to be able to tell the world what you think is the problem with Twitter. Because before, you just wouldn't tell the world what you think, and no one would care what you thought. Now, he's discovered that he's well-known enough that that yeah. is going to become an issue. Just Again, if he'd said, I hate these people in yeah. this airport lounge, that's fine. You're allowed to hate, but you can't hate people based on... Specifically. Specifically <laughs> their race or some other right. essentially unchosen trait. Right. People's behavior is open for... Insult. So you're saying being Chinese is not a choice? <laughs> oh, I would. I know it isn't because I would definitely be Chinese given the choice. If I had, really? Like, oh yeah, who would I be? Oh, they're beautiful. Uh oh. Uh oh. What about the ugly beautiful. Chinese chiming in now? We are not beautiful. How dare you? Yeah. Well, I challenge the Chinese stereotype that Chinese drivers are bad drivers because my wife and I. We, we don't agree with drivers? that, because I argue with people about this sometimes. So my wife and I, we decided to do a little study. We drove around. Every time someone did something stupid, we wrote down what their race was and their gender. <laughs> and it turned out uh, it was almost out. all white males. That was almost And then the police time. took away my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I had a list of people who pissed me off and their race. And it was, it was white men, almost but, always. Oh, that, or BMW drivers. You can, a car is not a race, so you can say that, right? BMW drivers, yeah, generally. Yeah, you can blame the BMW. Yeah. Right? If you ask me. <laughs> no, well, absolutely. I, I used to, when I still play this game, if I'm driving along and someone bothers me in traffic, I'll pull up to them and I'll look at who's in the driver's seat. And if my first reaction is, ah, oh, I knew it, then I'm like, I, then I sort of question whether I'm racist or not. But I'm usually, I'm like, quite I often, think it'll be a white male. I, and they go, I never. Oh, it was a white male. I knew it. He's in a Chevy four x four. Of course. Well, Another I, toddler cutting me off without signaling. Well, it's <laughs> fucking toddlers. Rarely is it a white male that it's cuts me off. It's always a white male. Come it's, on. It's very rare. They drive with privilege. They do. And, it also what? depends where no. you are, frankly. I mean, Toronto is kind of a mosaic yeah. of ethnic That's areas. True. You That's know, true. if you're driving on Spadina and Dundas through Chinatown, there's a good chance the other traffic might, you know, have a lot of Chinese people. Right. right. <laughs> Well, I know one guy who blames the Chinese. He says they're the worst drivers, blah, blah. I've heard it many times. But he is the worst driver, actually. That's the real truth. <laughs> well, well I, think, I think there is some truth in that. The people that rail against something the most are, have issues themselves. So, well, okay, but like, like the way you hate gay people. 
Well, <laughs> the now I love the, most of my friends are all. I have all gay friends. Now, I have no straight friends. Now, at least but, now, at least now. But they say that the the the, the Chinese uh, lack of skill in, in driving. This is the uh, the, the racist in me, uh, or the bigot in me. But that comes from the 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 idea that the the eyes aren't as 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 round as ours. So we have a greater peripheral vision than than many Asian people. Is there anything to that? Well, this is all in your book. Why Mexicans sleep so much, <laughs> and other scientific theories yeah. by Dave Martin. Yeah, and, yeah. And I just want to go the in the home science hard- of it. I just want to go in the home hardware with not being uh, harassed. I don't need a day laborers. Thank you. <laughs> the- I, I'm just I'm just saying that the guy, the the people who have said it are horrible drivers, right? And if I if I think in my life of who the worst drivers are. They're definitely all males, but mostly white males. No, but okay, is there anything to what I just said about the, no, the I peripheral? Don't think so. There's mirrors, right? There's side mirrors. There's this yeah, and mirror. they can't see them. <laughs> no, the most dangerous place to drive in the world, apparently, is in fact Lawrence Plaza at Bathurst and Lawrence, <laughs> yes. which is clearly almost all elderly Jewish people who can oh. barely see over the windscreen to give you know some science to it, but mostly just elderly, impatient. Bad reflexes, all combined in a badly designed parking lot. What I think the, the Jew, I think Jewish people have a word for double park. It means parking. It's just parking. <laughs> exactly. They'll park and just walk into a store. My, I, I have a little. I'm a licensed because my wife is Jewish, and my my father in law worked at Nortown, the Jewish uh, the butcher, the lunch counter, and he'd say like, they, they would just stop their just park their car in the parking lot and like and just walk in to get their order, and then just. As Jerry Bednoff says, rules are for licensed drivers. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it happens, and the stereotypes come from a certain place, right? Like, well, Irish. They, they, they come from slivers of truths. Yeah, and well, stereotypes are exaggerated truths. So there is something at the, at the core of it that is uh, it's, real it's at some point. It's applying that to all of the people of that race. So that's the problem. Because yeah, you are going to encounter the stereotype of just about every stere- every group of people there is the stereotype out there but there are also lots of people that are not the stereotype so when people who are not the stereotype get labeled as oh well you're black and you have dreadlocks you must be selling weed or whatever you know people have these and then fingers it's crossed not, yeah. it's not someone like ears hoping it, but it's but that is something that people experience well i'm a lot. fat but i am not fucking jolly yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where'd, now, that, where'd that come from? Santa Claus fucked that all up for us, right? <laughs> but what about Buddha? Okay, so, if senior citizens are driving badly, is it okay to say uh, senior citizens drive badly? Because well, you know, why do you just say old people? Yeah, but in fact, that I mean, they are actually tested every couple of years once they reach a certain age. So clearly, but it's a written that test, has though. been <laughs> no. Clearly, that has been you know determined to be an actual case by yeah. you know yeah. science and government yeah. that protects us. You do that's, slow down mentally. That's and... not like saying girls can't do math, which is not actually true, apparently. <laughs> but I mean, but but actually, I mean, that's not. Uh, I mean, that is a stereotype of, of elderly people be, not being the greatest drivers. But uh, that's but but everyone gets older. Old. So it's yes. not like that is really narrow. Well, no not one's, everyone. Some no people one's... don't get old. They die in a war. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm sure the <laughs> last... overdose. Or an Ill- illness. Exactly. Yeah, no. But I mean, I'm just saying every person of uh, every Everyone race, creed, and culture. Yeah. That's ageism. Right? Then when you do, you go, why did I wait? I wish I wouldn't live so long. It's ageism when you judge people based on their age. Like, I will yeah, but judge what's wrong teenagers. With that? If I see teenagers coming towards yeah, me, I'll be like, oh, fucking teenagers. 
There's certain them. groups you can blanket thing like but the cops. It, everyone hates okay the cops. There's the no age. bad apples. Oh, sure, the cops yeah. come to it's like, everyone's bad, and then then politically it's like you're all this and I don't hate cops by by just naturally. No. Actually, I've had some. I hate people who've had a one by one of, basis. <laughs> no, but I'm saying I've had a lot of actually good encounters where the police have helped me a lot. So, so I don't look at it that way. I think that's more like an experiential uh, hate, you know. But, but the cops, people, I love these people. Like, I get so nervous around like authority in general. But these people are saying, if a cop stops you, pull your iPhone out and start taping them. And tell them this and that. Like that—that's not making friends. How are you helping yourself, really? Yeah, but but I mean, but I just I do find a lot of cops sort of do have that attitude. And I think that's why uh, that's why a lot of people become police officers is because they might have been pushed around as a kid too, and like, hey, I'm going to become a part of the biggest gang there is, Actually, the police force. This guy uh, I know from high school we used to make fun of him all the time. I was coming. I I worked near a 22 division. I'm walking by and I hear the honk, the cop horn honk, and I look at it. I go, oh god, here I go. <laughs> I knew this was coming one day. I look and it's like waving to me. She can't see me waving on the radio. Yeah, but you are whatever this is. Right. Imagine waving. what waving looks like. Imagine just picture. Take your time now and Google waving. And it's like, oh, that's a guy we used to make fun of. And I used to live with three other comics, and we had a team at that time, and uh, we did a show for the local cops because a couple of them used to come down to the club and see us all the time, and so they were fans, and they were having a big breakup of their shift where they were all going different places or different shifts, and so they uh, had us do the show for them. And it was a great show. I mean, they were just a perfect crowd and everything. But for years after, we still lived in the neighborhood, and we'd constantly get harassed and pulled over by cops who thought it was funny to play a joke on the comedians and uh. would always go, oh, we saw you show, you were great. You know, and it was always like, yeah, that's funny, thank you. Uh, but, you know, now I'm late for everything. <laughs> and have to change my pants. Not to change the subject, but do I get an intro at some point? I mean, I'm not on your show every week. Is anybody listening that even know I'm on this, who I am? No, Why I'm here? That's no. not how no, you we'll, guys we'll, do it. We'll probably, we still need to do like, we'll probably do wrap up and, and do like another, you know, 15, 20 of just a, a random chitter chatter because we got into the whole stereotypes uh, topic very quickly. We yeah, do that. We, we, we barely should. scratched the surface. We recorded. Right, like, we're we still recorded like a feature film about out of sequence. Yeah, <laughs> do you feel it's, it's okay? like the movie Memento. Do you feel it's okay? <laughs> but shitty. Do you feel it's a much safer zone to make fun of your own race. Uh, oh, it, it, it is. I mean, but you know, it's uh, but it, uh, there's a, a horrible uh, a double standard that it's like it's. Um, Perfectly acceptable to point out all the good ones, but any of the negative fun ones nobody wants to hear about. And even though you know some people are celebrated for their uh, their positive stereotypes, I mean everybody's got some positive stereotypes. But frankly, to bring it up is still to is still to make all the same person. And you know it it always it's that slippery slope thing. And that, by the way, is not a racial slur. <laughs> but you, you always, you know, are are concerned about where this is going. You know, I mean, it may start with "boy, they can really dance," and quickly it becomes the insult of, "and that's all they're good for." Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you know what's funny is that, that like you bring up. I mean, it's just 
I think when it comes to black people, always people always associate it's always uh, positive physical stereotypes, and just that they're great at sports, they're great at dancing, but then a lot of the other, uh, but no one ever has an issue when it comes to like say, uh, like Jewish people, they always say are, are, are good with money, and 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 then uh, Asian, they always say are oh good at math or and uh, or uh, and so those those are all those are all more uh, technical intellectual. Uh, Positive stereotypes, and then all, and when it comes to black people, uh, everyone just accentuates their uh, their physical positive stereotypes. Well, I don't know, but, but I no mean, one ever, seen, but uh, but but no one ever has any issues, you know, with those things either. Well, I wouldn't say that's particularly true. I think the people who are of the race you're talking about might say, you know, you say Jews are good with money. Well, we know where this goes. I mean, you know, like that's how <laughs> I feel as a Jewish person hearing a comment like that. It's like, you know what? Let's not talk about Jews and money. How about that? Because it never turns out to be, perhaps you could give me some advice. It's always, and uh, maybe we should take some of it. No, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not saying that I necessarily believe that, or I'm not saying that like, I you know, support that stereotype. I'm just saying that is, would you agree that that's the common one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But there's also a common one that is Jews are communists. And I think that, uh, that I've never heard that before oh, really? in my That's entire very life. common. It's on his blog. See, well, no, because we received an anti-Semitic <laughs> paper oh. in our uh, mailbox the other day. Because you put it there. Why did you subscribe to it, first of all? Because, <laughs> because um, you've been subscribed for months, and this is the first one you've so it, it, But uh, it, I had to complain about it. But actually, it, it's pretty brutal. And a lot of it is Jews are they're, they're, they're Marxists which I have heard before. So it's like, oh, so they're communists. And then it's uh, Jews. They're so good with money, which sounds more like capitalism to me. So uh, which is it? Like, which, like I mean, the, the stereotypes contradict. I don't know. So. Which do you hate more? They're that. <laughs> hmm. Well, in this thing, in just one paper, the guy goes back and forth. You know, it's just... It, yeah, it's well, whatever scary. it takes. I mean, you, you heard about the, you know, the synagogue in Paris. People surrounded it and threatened them through rocks and stuff that's nice this just happened it's always going to happen this just happened yeah like yeah. yesterday yeah well they always the synagogues get spray painted and stuff oh, and yeah, I, yeah i know no I know. but this was full of yeah. people yeah well yeah it was during business hours it comes out now exactly you... <laughs> yeah. I used to, okay okay what, what about what about this scenario it was just like i um at, at the gym that I go to, I, I was I was gonna put it on Facebook, but uh, I I, don't know, I I couldn't be bothered. I, but uh, I always I wanted to say, listen, I'm not prejudiced again towards anyone, but I am one certain group, and uh, it's people that go to the gym and, and use the cardio machines while wearing je blue jeans and a collared shirt and business dress shoes. And then someone said, well, who does that? And I said, well, the only people I've ever seen do it are, are, are Indian guys or, uh, or, 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 or people from that. Uh, that again, I would though, you're, you're, that. you're describing a particular set of behaviors you're against. Right. So that's fine. But, I mean, but, well, then, but I'm not necessarily going to always associate Unless with you're Indian saying, uh, you know what makes me want to kill somebody? Guy who eats with chopsticks, huh? <laughs> know what I'm saying? Uh, I just see that and I want to go I'm not saying in particular anybody, but yeah, chopsticks. I'm not talking about a particular race or anything. <laughs> Usually at a buffet, 
Or a sitar player? Huh? Who's with what's, me? What's the deal with those guys? Huh? Well, I always like it when people sort of, like, they, they, they wish that they could say black people, but they always say, you know, those hip-hop listening people. And I'm like, you've really got to start narrowing down like or, or getting words. more direct. Because, I mean, even hip-hop music doesn't even, cro- like, that's crossed all, you know, uh, you know international, uh, you know, everyone, everyone. Well, the biggest selling hip-hop of- artist, I don't know why, but it's Eminem, but... Yeah. Well, he's like a bit of an Elvisy kind of. I was going to say it's that Elvis thing. Yeah. Madonna, Madonna's first uh, single—they didn't show a picture of her on the cover because they were trying to sell her as a black artist, and they didn't want anyone to know she was white. See now, why is that though? Because you'd think that uh, our black audience is not accepting of white art artists. Because usually it's the other way around that white audiences might not accept the black artists. Oh, I think the, the distaste works in both directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it, well, it's like when, uh, like, if, when, if, when if a black barbershop quartet showed up, I think there'd be some anger. <laughs> A battle of the barbershop quartets? They used to divide the charts up, and they still do, based on race. And there used to be race charts, which was black music, and then there was the other charts. Yeah, they even called music. it race music. And now well, that's original still black music what the was R&B race music. Yeah. chart is, and the country chart is. It's still segregated. They just have different code words for well, it. Well, don't tell that to Charlie Pride, but... Um, it's like when, I will tell Charlie Pride. <laughs> let me get on the Pride phone. The, uh, but white. it's like when... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's like, well, it's like when, when Chuck Berry's first song came out, uh, was it, uh, I don't know if it was rock and roll music or sweet, like when, oh, Maybelline, when Maybelline came out, everybody thought Chuck Berry, from just the sound of that song, he was white, and when That's All Right Mom, when the Elvis tune came out, everyone thought he was black, and... Uh, the thing and, about Chuck Berry is maybe he's born with it, but maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> like Elvis, they thought, they thought that was a black music, right? They that was a well, that was whole. That was Sam Phillips' dream, as if he could, because up until Elvis really came in, uh, he was recording mostly, uh, you know, uh, black artists, and it was more of a it more Pat was always made quite a reputation initially, you know, with a lot of doing a lot of redos of black songs. Like right. you know, he just found the songs in the black. Music and just redid them for a white audience. Zeppelin had an enormous catalog to choose from because nobody had thought of it. Well, Alan Freed in the early years of rock and roll, like 1954, Alan Freed, uh, who was the first rock and roll DJ, he basically had to invent the term rock and roll because he couldn't say on the radio, I'm going to play a rhythm and blues record. He, He had to say, This is a brand new music called rock and roll, and he'd be playing the same stuff, but he had to call it rock and roll because no one would want to. Uh, sponsors would drop out if they said, "Oh, we're at your rhythm and blues station," you know. So right. it's just it's it's always like little steps that people. I think it's ever since the beginning, people have always been worried about how other people are going to deal with the uh, race and things. Thing is, even though the charts might be segregated, you're right, largely due to race. The the listeners uh, tend to cross over a lot. Oh, I'm definitely one of those people, too, because I, I mean, most, uh, I listen to so much rhythm and blues and hip-hop, but I don't always even Some of your best records it's are not being, <laughs> Some of my best albums are... That black, I bought on iTunes. But uh, they, I feel sometimes that uh, with marketing is that they assume that the person who's buying the product is the same race as the artist, and that's really... It's getting harder to do that, too, because there's so much... Races are mixing up so much; it's going to be harder and harder to put people in these boxes as we go forward. 
into the future. You mean, as the races are separate, they're easy to put in boxes? I'd like to hear more about this theory. Yes. Well, people market to, to certain people, right? People um, have their Concentrate them into a certain area. Well, it's why oh, I hate marketing. Hole, not literally boxes. Okay. That's why I hate That's marketing. It's why I hate marketing commercial and commercials is when Jamila and I walk in as an interracial couple into a commercial audition... That's always where. That's like the only place where we encounter a weird. Look I think. But you, guys went, you, guys, well, you guys went to Jamaica, right? Together. Yeah. yeah. And how was that? How were you guys accepted? Well, yeah, it happens both ways. When we were in Chicago, uh, we were looked at really strangely. We were looked at strangely in Nova Scotia. There are places where. It, See, it, Chicago but, seems weird. But what? Like, who would look at you strangely in Chicago? In Jamaica, guys were trying to pick her up. Well, That's I think in Toronto, yeah, in, in Jamaica, in, yeah, in, no, I think well, in here too, but yeah. in Jamaica, it was a lot. It was very aggressive, and and when we went to uh, the Bob because Mart- those people in Jamaica are aggressive. <laughs> no, but they they they're not shy about letting. In Toronto, men are very concerned about being politically correct a lot of the time. There's not yeah. uh, but, only oh, because of the backlash of but not being politically correct. Guys in Jamaica, they will. I guess this is a stereotype, but they are. They will walk up to women and say, you're really beautiful. They don't care if you're there. They don't care if she has a wedding ring. They don't care. They're just, they just go for it. See, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though. I mean, but it's, it's, as long as you're not trying to pick the person up. But what's wrong with well, just Well, they clearly up? are, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, in your situation. But I quite often yeah. wish that if I could see a beautiful woman walking down the street, and if I think that she's beautiful, I wish that I could you know, not feel so intimidated just walking up to her and saying, hey, you know what, I, I don't know if you're going to hear this today, but, but you look really, really pretty, and then just walk on and then just keep and walking. have you done this? Has it worked? Uh, you, well, can, you can, but, but from well, across the street. Yeah, but what you do can't you, approach them at all. What do, what do you mean by worked? Well, did you, I don't know, get a date? No, or? no, no, but even not. But even if getting a date is not even an interest of mine, okay. uh, just the idea of... It you can say that. Nice? You can do that. But you have no, done you that can't. and it's worked. No, if you, you go, can't. hey, I just want to say, I think you look, you're, uh, I saw you, you're, you're looking beautiful today. Have a nice day. And you, you, turn, and you turn like you're not, you have no other intentions. That's, I think yeah, but, but you, you do get a look that, you ha- that there are more to your intentions than just... Well, and, nice and you can imagine... Looking, your lips are doing the weasel yeah. hands. Yeah. <laughs> you look, you know... But, you know, she's also, you know, any woman who, you know, in society also gets a lot of, you know, hey, baby, come in the car with me. And, right. you know, so she doesn't know where you're going with this. If she smiles, you know, you might take that as an invitation for more. So I think it's hard to know for a woman, you know, a compliment is not a pickup. Right. Yeah, but okay, so then what? how could you trust possibly, you know, uh, curb the, the looks that you get when you're in different places with your wife? Well, no, it doesn't happen very often, but the only time we've ever encountered it is people who work in the advertising world. It's happened maybe three times, all three times it was advertised. But that's funny because nowadays that's all they do, like, is interracial They do, couples. and they do call us in sometimes, and we go in, and uh, but we never get the commercial. And uh, But I just thought it was interesting. That's the only time we encounter it is... I just made a note of it. I'm like, oh, it's another person from Well, there was, there was that Cheerios ad that was on. Uh, <laughs> right. right. But did you remember where, like, the dad sleeping on the, the – yeah, yeah. I think it was, like, the black dad sitting on the couch. Oh, tell me about anyway, <laughs> No, I'm just saying, the, the black dad, of course, like they always do, are sitting on the couch. <laughs> my dad was black because he loved the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, my, my dad, dad was couch. black, too. <laughs> 
He loves. Hey, I have a lot of couches couch. at home. My, my, my best couches are couches. People are sitting at home getting mad at commercials. You know, yes, like people are. A- no, there was like the kid, the commercial, um, or uh, yeah, the, like the little, the really, really cute little girl goes into the kitchen and she, oh. and then she has the Cheerios or something like that, and uh, and she says to the mom, "Oh, um, dad's a hunky." <laughs> no, but she's, <laughs> um, but she, and then the mom says, "Oh, the Cheerios are good for your heart." And then, then you see the little girl go in and then pour all the Cheerios all over her dad on the couch. And it's just like, oh, isn't it a cute little thing? But people, people freaked out because it was an interracial couple. Right. Yeah, people are freaked out about it. Well, I, I did a, a Canadian Tire commercial where my daughter was supposed to be Asian. Yeah. And like, there's no mom in the, in the commercial, but I come over and go, hey, you're sitting in dad's chair, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, oh, this is what they're going for now. That's all right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> then, I, then I'm thinking of the backstory because she was adopted. We were this. Yeah, um, that's a, well. That's you thought about it more than anyone else did. I bet. <laughs> I worry. I worry about things. Other people's jobs. I yeah. I talk about before. What about uh, you guys? I watch? Was, sorry, I guess I gotta say because when you were talking about other people's jobs, I always feel so self-conscious whenever I wish someone uh, have a good day and I know that they're working at a shitty job. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. do that? Did you ever leave someone? It's like if I leave the gas station and uh, someone says, "Oh, hey, have a good day, sir," and then I was like, "Yeah, you too, have a good day," and then as I'm leaving, it's like, "Oh, that guy's fucking pumping gas. He's working in a little booth all day. What kind of good?" day could he be having and am i a dick because i just didn't ask him to have a good day i worry about that shit for no good reason i guess maybe it got it was a better day because you said that well probably not and just because you would find that job terrible doesn't yeah. mean that the person who has it necessarily feels that way they may be like thank god i finally got a job and you know i get to see my baby and wife later yeah <laughs> i'm the opposite I, I guess I'm so like, sometimes I love I love, respect that I have a job that pays and it's benefits, but sometimes I just don't like my job so much that I see anything at Subway sandwich. I'll go to Subway and the guy's just making a sandwich. I go, this looks probably fun. He's making a sandwich. Yeah, no, I, I was like, I'm pumping gas. Like, that's easy. Have a nice day. <laughs> well, it's very sad. I think I think working at a Subway sandwich, if it wasn't for assholes coming up to you and screaming drunk. about their order, yeah. yeah, and drunk or me, and uh, <laughs> coming up to them, I I just think that's probably pretty satisfying. It's like people. Ask what they want, and then you make it for them, and mm-hmm. you give it to them. And there's, it's a very probably satisfying thing of just like, oh well, you want this, I give it to you, and you leave with a smile on your face. No one's, it's really nobody, but- nobody leaves going like, oh, I can't fucking believe I got everything that I want on my sandwich. This is bullshit. It's you know? a between the sandwich, which is the hard part. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. this week on between the sandwich. <laughs> but it's it's it, you do sort of uh, between the bun, but mostly what kills you in. Working a service job with the public is, you know, there's always going to be some rude guy who misunderstands the fact that you are hired to make him a sandwich, makes him think you work for him. Yeah, right. and you're, you're not and responsible he's for be the, a, yeah, corporate decisions you, you that know, go on. You know, a knob about something, and it's somehow your fault, and all you're allowed to say is, I apologize, sir, let me make that right for you, instead of... Let me stick yeah. my fist in your face because <laughs> yeah. that's what a rude prick like you gets from me on the street. Well, you know, when like, I mean, I don't know how many times people would come up to me and complain about an Apple software when I uh, worked at Midtown Digital. And you'd be like, well, let me get on the phone with Steve Jobs right away. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. That's what you yeah. wanted to say. Well, yeah, computers well, is very hard. I mean, that's what I did, too. And, uh, and there's always know, a guy who thinks he knows more than you, right? We well, that's about? fine. Yeah. But... It's when it's it's the people who blame you for some thing that is absolutely their fault, and you're not allowed to say, "Well, see if you actually knew how to use it, it would do what you want." See, I would, I mean, it would be that like more. going into a car dealership and going, "It keeps driving into the wall." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it keeps cutting people off, sir. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, it but lets yeah. me drive drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing about people at sandwich shops. Yeah. Well, I, well, there was like a, for, uh, that's why I love Mister Sub. It's classic Canadian, and it's always twisted off like a joint, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. The, it the is. tops twist. That, that's where it started, right? Yeah. Well, I, they figure people ordering them in the middle of the night know how to unwrap that. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering. I wonder if like it up. That's a problem. At a place like Kinko's, do people come in after last call, like really hammered at Kinko's, and just start trying to photocopy stupid shit just because they're open? Oh, I can imagine. There's a lot of butt copies at yeah. two in the morning. What? What do you mean I can't do this? What? Copy my manifesto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With the hands shaking. Yeah, three hole punch paper. Yeah. My, 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 my half That's van, right. half uh, shed that I drive around on four wheels. The one thing, okay, the, uh, one thing that uh, I was, uh, I think I asked Sean at this at one point. Like, if I told you that I saw a really hot chick at the gym today, would you? What what race would you assume that she was? Yeah. I, we talked about this before. I guess I I I wouldn't until you told me. What the race was. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have it. You wouldn't have an image of, uh, of of what she would look like in your of head. Course. Of course, you'd have an image of a hot chick you would want to see. At right, the gym. right, right, right. But then, then, but then, sort of like someone like would be. Frankly, like, her face didn't enter into it. I have no idea what race she is. <laughs> but then it was like someone. But like there was like one time I said to uh, I don't know if I said this, Sean, but it was like that was like a stunning, stunning like uh, uh, a black chick at the gym, and then I know that there'd be probably some people out there. That if I said that in front of them, be like, why did you have to say that she was black when you when you were saying how beautiful that she was? So that your masturbation later is accurate. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> paint me the picture, Dave. But some people, but I, I think and, some and people know you. look for the ra- yeah, exactly. You know, but some people try to find the racism in everything. It's just I'd be more upset look. that you didn't yeah. describe the body in great detail. Well, I, I could. It was people do look for it. You know, there are people that just walk around and they see movies and they're just like, that's racist, that's sexist, you know. And, uh, well, that's great that they can identify it, but what does it, does it help anything that they're doing this? Does, <laughs> have you guys as comics ever had someone get upset about... Uh, I should hope so. Well, it's, 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 it's very hard to... Uh, <laughs> it's your job. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard in, in some departments when you want to do an impression of someone... And like, if I wanted to do an Asian impression with, uh, and because okay, I have a joke about how I go, I went into the into Chinatown once, and I was uh, I was trying, but actually at the end of the joke, I I end up looking like the idiot because I'm uh, there with these sort of like these like Chinese sex pills uh, behind the counter, and I'm trying to talk to the guy, just saying, oh, what I'm looking for these I'm looking for these pills, and they help you with, and I don't want to come out you know, with the sex, and they you know they make you perform, and I actually did this you know, doing the pose of like oh the Hulk Hogan pose, I'm st- stronger, and uh, and then he's just kind of looking at me very unclear, and then at one point he just kind of waves over her, uh, his daughter or this young girl that worked at the store, and then so I start explaining to her. In the same way as I was explaining to him uh, what I'm looking for in these pills, and then she explains with zero accent, "Yeah, what you're looking for is right over there, and here are the pills that you want." And uh, so it's just like uh, I made an assumption. <laughs> I made an assumption that she would be on the same. Mold. But then also, but then was... she said, "Come to the back room. <laughs> There's more to this story." Oh, right you there. could try them out. <laughs> but but there was a time that I she. That this was a guy actually said this to me in one of the stores. I asked him, hey, "What are those blue diamond shaped pills?" And I swear to God, he said, "Oh, those pills make your dick go crazy." <laughs> At which, hey, I was blown away from. I don't even know what that means, but I want it to happen. And uh, but then some people would call that a racist 
uh, impression, but I, I'm if that's sounding, what he said. I'm sounding exactly like the guy, the way the guy sounded. <laughs> yeah, but you're not that guy. I mean, yeah, yeah that's just because it? it's accurate doesn't mean it's not. And again, it depends on the context, right? I mean, uh, yeah. are you making fun? I mean, I always think of that story about the comic getting canceled and the booker was a Chinese lady out west. And, you know, to tell him he got canceled, she's like, well, too bad for you, Steve Levine. <laughs> <laughs> and she meant it as sympathy, but because of her dialect and, you yeah. know, the phrasing, it sounds terrible. It sounds like Indiana Jones, evil villain. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, exactly. Mr. Jones. So, I mean, is that a racist thing? It's You laugh because it sounds odd. I, right. go, I go to this tiny little... Store. It's like it's a store between two buildings, a tiny little shop, and they have sandwiches. And I always go there because I, I, you know, I want to support the little guy, right? And he's an Asian man, and I swear to God, he puts it on thicker for me. Like, he, like it's it's a ridiculous act. I mean, it's way well, I guess maybe way he speaks, but I hear him on the phone. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we need the, we need the, we need the sandwich meat tomorrow. Hello. <laughs> so he's more Asian for you. Yeah. I think like he, puts he, on like, th- he thinks hey, you like it. Uh, yeah. I think it, maybe he thinks it's like it, it's like a pity thing. Like I'm in a small store and I'm an Asian man. Life is hard. But Buy maybe my it's sandwiches. more just that his business voice sounds less than his friendly voice, which suddenly sounds more like that. Do you guys watch Orange is the New Black? No. Yeah. No, African-American is the new black. <laughs> That's anti-pumpkin. <laughs> because I like that show because it, there, it deals with stereotypes a lot in the writing. And there's a lot of assumptions made when you meet these characters on the show. And, and then, of course, you find out that people are a lot more complex than the stereotypes. But what got me is that why in prisons... Do they always have to divide people up by race? Because that's all you have when you're in prison. You I don't, don't think you don't have money to separate. Second. Well, you don't have money to separate rich and poor people from. Like if, you, if people had money in, in prison, they'd be like, okay, the rich people over there and the poor people there, and then it might be by diverse. But but I think in prison you're stripped down to you know what you immediately see in someone, which is what they look like. So it's sort of like yeah. you know I, I don't you show up in prison. We're all here and we're all in the same place. So it's like you know if you're black and you're black, all you know about each other is that you're both black, and that's going to be the one common thing that you have. You're both black and you're in prison. But I would never go into a situation and go, where's the white people? I would never. I think go. if, well, I think if, if in prison, you probably but will. But only because they set it up. Like, <laughs> I don't think they'll be like... The institution it's... in the show, which is based on a real event, real events, like, they... they separate them. They're the ones that separate them. Well, Why don't they discourage it? What I, I, what I saw, I mean, I watched Oz and I've never been to prison, and especially in America, but by all accounts that I've seen on like real prison documentaries and things, these criminals uh, tend to fall into gangs in prison for protection against each other's violence, and those gangs are, you know, based on race very quickly. Well, like will find like. It's like, you know, you just, you, you know, well, I mean, I it's think not like they're Harry Potter fans hanging out together in prison. <laughs> you know, they they go, okay, you and me are both street hoods from this kind of. Well, that's, hey, man, that's one thing. Like, if Gryffindor, are to Gryffindor. Do it, I think the, okay. the issue I had was that <laughs> what the, the fuck it was you the mean? Prison you like that was doing it. It was the prison encourages it. That's uh, a problem I, I, for me. No, I don't think the prison encourages it. In, in the I, story, I which I haven't been to prison, so I don't know. I'm but, guessing that the prison keeps them. Segregated in that way because it avoids a lot of yeah. racial killings when they're put together. I mean, it's not designed. It's designed to protect them from each other and us from them. It's not designed to, uh, you know, make for a better society within the walls. That's not how they operate. It's They'll put you with the white group, but then hope, then you'll find your own group within that, probably. Right? 
The right. like, are you more a Nazi or, the or a Nazi? biker? Yeah. Well, I think even, but but even in the outside, Buzzfeed. Let's do Buzzfeed. But I mean, even <laughs> even in the outside world, like uh, gangs are based on your neighborhood and probably you know who you grew up with. And then you know if you're living in a in a in a, in a black neighborhood, then your gangs are probably going to be mostly black. And I think that transfers when you go into prison too. It's not, like, but, uh, but what advantage is there to the prison if there's more if there's racial harmony? I'm not saying there should be racial harmony. I was just only surprised that in the story that the prison was the one that was separating them and that they had rules of segregation, basically, within It's probably the based prison. on the history of what's happened before. That well, right. exactly. This is probably for the best. America, right? So, I think it's the same way in Canadian prisons, well, too. Well, I have no idea. But, well, I don't uh, either. Uh, thank God not yet. Know, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I think the show is really well written because it plays... Sometimes they just say the stereotype. You know, they just exploit it but then they always sort of tear it down at some point so i think it's uh, well i do a thing in my uh, i do a thing in my show about uh about you know that they allow jew in scrabble they allow the word jew in scrabble right and they don't allow anything else you can't put uh you know uh, african italian catholic honky? sorry honky no that's slang so they probably uh, wouldn't allow it but you can put jew and i'm thinking well why would they allow jew you know and the only reason I can think of it is because it's a verb, you know? And Scrabble's made by the Reichenstein and Stein and Games. Well, that's and- what I mean. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Accepting the only thing I can think is... Um, and, then I, and then I say, and, and just in case you don't know the word Jew, like the verb Jew, it doesn't mean study hard and then, you know, give that knowledge to the betterment of society. It doesn't mean make soup and take it to a sick person. <laughs> just in case that's what you thought being a Jew. Because I always thought of that being kind of Jewish. But yeah. apparently no. Apparently. <laughs> and you find it in weird places like uh, stereotype. I mean, I, I'm, I've been called in high school a walking stereotype because I look like and do things that you think of. What walking stereotype are you? I drink. I'm a chubby guy, you know. Tries to be a funny. Type of like a Irish. Or? Irish chubby tries to be funny. Although I am different than I look like a guy who would love Game of Thrones, but I don't watch it. Like I look like a guy who probably reads comic books and and but I don't do that part. I love gal- uh, museums and art. Right galleries. Right. Well, see, so what you said, you don't look like, gay. <laughs> but there's no negative Stop it, Simon. Like I, I've encountered in my life, I've encountered a couple Germans who, to me looked and acted like they were Nazis. And uh, so I got to a point where I would just start calling them Nazis. And I'm like, hey, everyone, that guy is a fucking Nazi. And uh, it got to a point where I think people were like, he's being racist towards Nazis. Well, but I mean, Nazi doesn't, as is not... Yeah, that's not, where it's coming to, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but when you say Nazi, you mean it just has nothing to do with like a nationalist well, and I found out socialist his, party. His family background was Nazis. He was... He was my boss, and he was acting like a Nazi, and uh, it got to his, sound, his name sounded like a Nazi after what is, a while. He had a it, helmet, it was yeah, a, with a spike on it. He had, he had no. He was a skinhead. Like after a while, he would wear boots, like black boots, and everything. It's like, is this guy a Nazi? And it's like everyone else is like, no, don't say that. Stop. Right? And I'm like, uh, he's in charge. Right? And I'm like, but he's a Nazi. Was was I being racist? They're used to being in charge. Yeah, hey, come on. For a time. Well, he could be a neo-Nazi. Right. But that's still not the same as a Nazi. I should have said neo-Nazi. Yeah. That's what I should have said. See, things would have been fine then. (laughs) (laughs) But it was something where I was like, yeah, he is acting just like... So you do encounter, once in a while, you encounter the stereotype, and then how do you react to the stereotype? Well, I mean, yeah, you you might... 
you might, and I have many times, in fact, been married to pushy Jews, <laughs> for example. I mean, you oh, know, so you can so say the, that. <laughs> oh, so they all are. Not just, okay, good. But that's my point, you know? <laughs> of course, there's, there's going to be somebody who matches a stereotype, and there's going to be plenty who don't, too. I mean, well, it's, come, it's all, like I said, it's all it comes from. Like, when I, when I first met my wife, I went to the first Seder, and they, and they had the Afakoyman, right? And, they, uh, and then the kid hides it. And then you have the rest of the dinner, and at one point you have to get the other piece of the affiquement to fit with the other uh, the matzah to fit, so you can continue okay. the meal. Right. Okay. And to get it, you have to barter for money. Like how much? I'll find it, but how much are you going to give me? And you're like, is this in a party situation? Yeah, in a family this is dinner, the Passover seder, seder. Uh, Passover. Service. And so I'm sitting there. My, this is my first first one I've been to, and then like they're going, here's a dollar, and everyone's like, no more. I'm like. It's like a price is, price is oh, right. See, we don't do it that way. We just, the oh. kids get, you know, five bucks each or something. And, oh, okay. And <laughs> or you do it. They're happy with it. Or you do it in the back room where. We uh, do it like prices right. Higher, higher, lower. Yeah, that's right. Higher. The grandfather's tied in a chair and the kids are slapping him around. Often, <laughs> oh, you can do better than that, old man. <laughs> but often the person, it's okay. I do actually think people are okay. If, if, it's a, if it is someone of that race making those jokes, people forgive it. It's the whole Russell Peters phenomenon, I yeah. think, is that uh, they're, they're like, oh, it's okay if he's saying it, but if it was a white guy up there. Like, what do you think about that, Simon? Like, I might- think actually that, that you can do anything as long as it's clearly not malicious and just done for the sake of humor, and the person is actually there. <laughs> right, I think, to, yeah. If you, as opposed to talking about a, person, a person's race there. when they're not there, right. which is then it's, you know. Well, I mean, everyone giggles at that whole, uh, hey, are there any Americans here tonight? No. Okay, yeah. we can make fun of them then. Good, yeah. Which I'm always sort of like, well, yeah, that's, I mean, it's a funny joke and I get it, but... Um, Is it a stereotype? It, there's a stereotype well, there's of the comedian. It's the comedian stereotype of just, oh, well, oh, they're not here. Then now we'll, I, well, I, would, I would almost find it refreshing if someone said, are there any Americans here tonight? No? Nah, that's too bad because I was going to make fun of them and I like to do it in front of their face. Right. But you don't hear that, but no. that's fine. But it's also sort of a joke about Americans are so violent right. that you make the joke about I, few who can make fun of them because they won't shoot us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite American stereotypes is even in when it comes to conspiracy theories is that the amount of Americans that do believe uh, that 9-11 is an inside job to the degree that like they don't. They don't even want to give credit to the fact that this terrorist cell from, you know, way over there could do this all on their own. It's like, no, we've got to be a part of this, too. It's like they it's, it's just that a very American sort of like, no, if there's a problem, we want to be a, a somehow associated with it as well. It's just that's that very American stereotype that like nothing happens without us. So it's like, oh, well, oh, yeah, Pearl Harbor? Yeah, well, we knew that was coming, and we kind of let it happen. Oh, 9-11? Oh, yeah, well, there were warning signs, but we let it happen. It's just like they wanted to be a part of it as well. It's that they, we can't give credit to the fact that, well, maybe they figured it all out. How do you explain the moon out. landing, though? Well, but I was Stanley Kubrick, and, uh, and he was hired by NASA to because oh, but surely they surely they'd want to be involved. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, oh, no, we, it, that they... But it's just the idea that uh, they, they, they don't want to give credit to anyone else. But that's a very American stereotype. To have a stereotype against an American, right? Canadians, we love to make fun of Americans and what makes them Americans. And they're all we? loud and they're all overweight and they're well, all gun they all, lovers. You know, they love, <laughs> they love guns. People that are on this podcast now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that is totally a stereotype, but... 
you know, it's okay to make fun of stereotypes of people who are in power positions. That's right. I think uh, it's okay. I think you know, people, you can punch up. Yeah. <laughs> well, people don't mind making fun of white people because... Uh, Except the, Obama, then that's... You can't... Because white people walk like this. <laughs> oh, my God, Simon. <laughs> I know. It's uncanny. We do. Well, the, well, there's that website in that book that came out that things, uh, things white people like. And quite sadly, when I flip through that book, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I do like shorts and hardwood flooring and other things like that. It's just... I mean, some, some stereotypes are not so bad. I mean, but, you know, it's... Like, I think if, if uh, you were applying for a job and someone said, oh, you're Irish, well, you're going to be drunk every day. It's like, well, I might be, but I can still do my job well enough. But well, Here's the thing about... But I, if people don't like negative stereotypes, yeah. but everyone loves to embrace the positive ones. I, I happen to... I mean, I think it comes back to the same thing where behaviors are acceptable to be picked on, you know, choices and not things that you're stuck with. And now there's the whole argument about, well, fat people don't necessarily, but at the same time... You know, I think you can make fun of people for overeating. Yeah. Well, sure. well, how about instead of medication, which is the new study came out, instead of medication, they're taking food, hey. self-medicating with food. So, Well, I know that this came up when people were making fun of Rob Ford. They're like, you can't make fun of Rob Ford because he's fat. And then this argument- Well, you can make fun of everything else about him but his weight. In, in my opinion, because if you're going, if you're basing something on someone's uh, being fat, then it's just like that. You really have no argument, and it just goes to show you as a, as a like. There's a there's going to be a debate tonight, and all the candidates, and rightfully so, should stay away from the fact that he was in rehab. Because well, no, you know, no, they're going to all they stay after. away from that. I wouldn't. It's stay personal. Away. I mean, I think I think it's someone it's going for help. Personal, he's though. going for help. It is sure personal. Oh, At least yeah. he's going have to you rehab. Read about he... his time in re... well, so what? So we had a, so we had, a, so we had, a, he had a good time in rehab. Maybe he was lying about the. I, I think that's so wrong. I don't think so. It what? Was... So he had a good time in rehab. What's wrong with that? I question whether it was rehab though. I, uh, I think it was he went to a cottage <laughs> for two months. But this goes back to my my whole my opinion. No, because people from the actual facility said he was there. And then he was and troublesome. He was, yeah. yeah, well, he's in rehab. He's fucking being, you know, if someone is addicted to something, you take them away from it. They're going to be angry. They're going to fight back. I mean, that's what rehab is. And it should be easy private. Easy, Scott. Easy. No, I'm, 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 I'm mad. Sorry. <laughs> no, but also it's sort of like. It's I mean, like, he's an asshole, right? I, he reminds me of me. If I was the mayor, I'd be doing the fucking, <laughs> not the crack thing because I'm not a crack guy. <laughs> Not yet. I think you would no, be yeah, a better thank mayor. You. You're not mayor yet. Yeah. You underestimate yourself. I think you would be a better mayor than Rob Ford. Well, but also it's just yeah. I, uh, which I, is I, hardly I, a compliment. <laughs> but it's sort of like, and, but the thing is, it's like all these people that said, oh, he should go into rehab, and the moment that he comes out, it's like they, they don't even want him to get well, uh, and, and they're immediately trying to take shots at him. I don't think it's a question of they don't want him to get well. I think it's a question of nobody gets well that quickly. <laughs> with in time to, to, to be the mayor and, right and frankly, all the behavior he claimed was a result of his illness that he claims caused all his bad behavior. He still didn't stand up and applaud the gay pride people. And using Eddie Murphy's party all the time as his campaign cleanup. <laughs> right. and, and yeah, and speaking of stereotypes, he had said all these things. He's blaming the disease. He's like, oh, it's the disease that. Did. But if I had, if I had a drug and alcohol problem, <laughs> I wouldn't. I it, like, I just that stuff doesn't come out of he my mouth. He doesn't have a like, problem. It's right there in front of him on the like, table. Easy reach, easy reach. <laughs> it's like South Park. Remember when uh, uh, Kyle's dad or Stan's dad? I can't help myself. I'm alcoholic. It's, that's all I can do. I, I'm sorry. It's, it's how I am. <laughs> well, right. but then that's also people uh, em- embracing their addictions and 
and wanting constantly blaming the addiction over them. The but fact that seems that their own thing is happening. Either. Stereotypes like, yeah. and and this saying that everyone everyone's in therapy. Everyone has a, is everyone out has of rehab now. Everyone has a, and everything's a disease. Every, yeah. I've got PTSD. I've got an anxiety disorder. That's These why I punch people I really randomly in the face on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> I have restless fist syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fist uh, yeah. syndrome. <laughs> That's great. Exactly. It's an illness. You should. You I'm should, sorry. It's a, you a should pity me, not my, not sue me. <laughs> yeah, my my random eye poking. I'm uh, starting complex. a Kickstarter program for random. For my fist. starting kicking. <laughs> <laughs> what I call my leg. My shit starter. starter. Yeah. My shit disturber starter program. Shit starter program is a great idea. But Rob Ford is also goes against the stereotype of what a Canadian is in some ways. I mean, uh, sort of a Bob and Doug McKenzie thing. Well, certainly about. a Canadian politician. Yeah. Right. Yeah, completely. Well, a recent... <laughs> Because apparently he would have been did great in the early years of Canada. He would have been, woo, John A., let's go! Yeah, but John A. Woo. was a brilliant man who, you know, built Canada and negotiated carefully and made things happen in the right way. And, but uh, I don't think he had to deal with all the... The media scrutiny? Yeah. Well, because there was no such thing as media scrutiny. Well, there was one different, guy who different saw him opinions. and tried different. to draw it, but he got away too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and differing of opinions. I think all the, back in those days, it was all fat guys drinking whiskey and smoking cigars going, yeah, 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 drink that. And we'll, we'll hire the Chinese to build the railroad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. By hire, I mean steal. Yeah. <laughs> they won't be around much longer. Anyways. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, let's take a break. And, uh, yeah. I don't like Russians. <laughs> no, I just. Um, I, so, and, 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 but but my, my few my few interactions with uh, Russians has never been wonderful. I need to go. Where can I go and meet a nice Russian? You know what? I think it's uh, the way <laughs> of. Uh, it takes time. First of all. Um, you got to remember, like they come from a completely corrupt society. That's my. Di- I got, I've always wanted to hear into that from a, someone else. Into a, a non-corrupt society, where it's hard to believe that the police won't come take you away in the middle of the night for no fucking reason, and it's hard to believe that the price on the goods is really what everybody play, pays. And there's no lineup. Yeah. Oh come on! <laughs> for me, that's not the price. The, Listen the price here, I, I, have, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. That's a total stereotype, but I've dealt with it. Yeah. Almost every time I dealt with somebody from that part of the world. But again, you see, to me, that's not... That's Are they not always a, in white bathrobes? That's not a race thing. And that well, is white people. So that is a social... No, but it is <laughs> no, a societal, it, cultural thing they bring with them. Yeah. You know? And what happens, though, is Canada is able to, to, to make people understand... The, the, the idea behind a lineup and taking your turn and waiting because once everybody is willing to do it and they see, oh, I see, you know, if I push into line, people say, hey, don't push into line, get in line. Yeah, well, that, but, that's why I'm always sort of like, the that's... line always moves fair. Nobody ever comes by and goes, I'm the government and I'm going to go in line. I know, yeah, well, I've always, I've always wanted to hear that. Unless you're Obama I, at a rib joint. And no, then... it's just because I've, I've always. <laughs> 
I've always had that feeling I'm that, that people this. that come from genuinely corrupt nations of corrupt governments, that they have a hard time adjusting to a place where, you know, it might not be fair, fair, fair for everyone, but it's genuinely reasonably fair. At street and, level, it's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In <laughs> other no badge that gets you further ahead in any lineup. But, you know, my... my it's, and I've, I've, it's, it's refreshing to hear that because I've always felt that. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's, it's hard to get that angry at people when you do see them sort of cutting corners and taking advantage of, you see, I uh, think of, 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 fairly, of, of governments to, that aren't as, uh, as corrupt as the ones that they used to be from. In the nicest way I've ever you know, said, I think it's instructional when you're dealing with that kind of situation where it is a behavior – that you criticize, but you also realize, like, well, how would you know that if you came from there? Yeah. You know? I mean, I've said to, I said to a, a lady on the bus, you know, who had, like, a, a, a bag on the seat beside her at rush hour, you know, when people are standing. I said, you know, you can't leave your bag there Yeah. when people are standing on the streetcar. you got to give the seat to somebody. A person is more important than mm. a bag. Right. Well, it's just... It's, and it's, what it's, happened? What did she say? And she moved her bag. Okay. And well, it's the, like, you should know that. But you, I'm not going to go, come on, bitch, move your fucking bag. Right. You know, yeah, no, I'm, ah, let me I'm that explaining down. to her as though she doesn't know. Well, that's why it's, you can't be that angry if that's where they come from. They come from this place where you you just, you just are accepting of the fact that, that you know, you're dealing with a remarkably well, corrupt what system. What about the, the white people that feel they have privilege in this society who act like assholes? Well, but, but do you see that? I don't, even, I don't even like the term white people because it's just, right. it's... Right. Well, because, well, because there's so many people that are white. <laughs> I get, and, and, and just no, but what I'm saying is Sweden, that Swedish people are white. But well, I mean, yeah, it's we just, did bring up in the break. But the but that's about, but that's just as bad as judging everybody on the color of the skin when you just say white people this and white people that. It's just right, that we're all again. That, it's a power position, right? It's, no, it's not. It's like, there's not. It's like reverse sexism. Is it the same if a man is sexist towards a woman? As it is, if a woman is sexist towards a man, it should be equal. Is it absolutely? Well, no, equal? it's not equal. But I mean, but there's genders no matter what culture you come from. Okay, so there's only it should I'm be. saying it's an uneven. Situation. And when am I going to get sexually assaulted so by I'm a woman? So I'm more forgiving. Like I'll for, if I hear a woman say something sexist about a man, I'm more forgiving of that than I am about a man, man being sexist towards a woman. And I also feel like that about that's why I always attack white people because I feel white people are in a position of power <laughs> and they use it and they I'm abuse not. it. And where's uh, my power? I don't know. Well, we just, saw plenty of white people, power? Uh, but it's like on the, the way here that didn't look so powerful. Yeah, the guy to kill them all that Godson wrote shirt. And also, the, also the most of the Russians <laughs> that bother that tick me off, and I'm and I'm wrong to say Russians. But uh, it's like most of the Russians that I find that bother me are white, and I don't really, and they're not, they ain't my white, is Fucking what I'm saying. White people, no, go back point, to Europe, white I, people. I enjoy a black Russian one now and again. But <laughs> can we talk about Quebec? Are we legally because okay, I, have, I have an, I, okay. Okay, I have an issue with the white people in Quebec. Because they want us. <laughs> Why not the people in Quebec? They are the black people feel, different? Because they Quebec? want us to feel sorry for them. They're like, oh, boo hoo, you know, we're a minority and blah, blah, blah. But they are so racist. Towards uh, immigrants and are they racist towards immigrants or prejudiced to people who don't speak French? I think that and they're oh, prejudiced right. to anyone who's not. White again, though, French. again, though, that is a defensive posture from a culture that has, you know, fought tooth and nail to maintain their hold on this small piece of a of a small country, right? Like, 
it's understandable that they would be so but, so so chauvinistic about their culture in their place and be afraid of influx because they're the last holdouts of it, you know? And I'm you, not saying it's right. Right. No, but I'm I saying know, it's I, also right. understandable. But it's like whenever they say we're going to separate and then people start saying, okay, well, how much of this Quebec land is native land, for instance? No, of course. And then that's when their argument starts to fall apart, of course, because it's really just a white minority. And I understand that they feel that they've been their language has been victimized but at some point I stopped having any sympathy cuz I just uh, you really should, you know what you really shouldn't say white people in Quebec or uh, you should just say the people of French Quebec or, or French you, or you should just say the, the is discriminating against another colonizer so yeah it's like oh well we both came and robbed the natives land now we just happen to have more of it and they want all the rights that that, that they Yeah they're that saying when adopted. we leave we're going to take this whole chunk that we now call Quebec but then they were also like We'd like to have your passports. Right. We'd like to have your Canadian money. Yes. And blah, we'd like to have uh, send MPs to Ottawa. It's like, well, what is this then? What well, exactly they, they, are you asking? You know, they want the, they, is you this know, separation or they want this... to eat their smoked sh- meat sandwich and have it too. That's what they want. Yeah, but don't take the smoked meat. Certainly... <laughs> yeah, just give us Montreal. That's why they can yeah. have whatever the fuck they want. Cut a path right to Schwartz's. Yeah, <laughs> just let us have Montreal. That's what we want. So they are racist. Towards, we want the strippers. They yeah. are racist towards Haitian immigrants and things and, and, and Jews. But and, you see, again, that's you, not racism as much as you know fear of losing your culture because they are such a small thing, even though they're majority right there. It's you know they know what they're they can be swallowed up overnight. But do they think that joining the states? Because sometimes I've heard that the uh, what they want to you do think is they're join the states. Be joined by the states? Yeah, the because states look are at what be happened like, in New Orleans. No, Hardly anyone shit. speaks French there, right? So, but some of them Quebecois American. How rude! So that I person? suppose this is where I become <laughs> a little racist, but I become racist towards white people, and and that, that is a really strong thing for me. Right and. Uh, so, because when I look at them, I hear them saying, oh, we're a minority, but really what I see are white people being racist towards other minorities. And I'm like, well, I have no sympathy for your cause. And I think that's also why it died. It doesn't seem to be as active a thing as it used to be. It used to be such a big deal. I mean, yeah. There were some guys who were very rude to me when I ordered a sub and they heard how I sounded in Montreal. Although, you know what I found? <laughs> I was just like, come on, guys. All, all your stories take place in the sandwich shop of sorts. <laughs> yeah. my, my French comes back to me when I go there, and I find that they actually really are appreciative if you even try. I mean, I don't find, you know, but that's tourists and has nothing to do with an immigrant population coming in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, one, my, um, and I guess most, uh, most of my, uh, so many of my prejudices uh, come from working on film sets is like, and the, my favorite, one of my favorite um, and most surreal interactions with a Russian uh, was uh, we were both in the craft truck, you know, stuffing our faces. Uh, we were both dressed up as cops uh, on the craft truck, and I put, I cut this bagel in half and I put it in the toaster and uh, I pressed it down and uh, I'm making the thing eggs and sausages and I'm just waiting for my bagel to come out. And uh, but I don't have my eye on it. I'm pouring a coffee at the same time. And then this big Russian guy turns around and uh, he he forces the the heat thing to come up, and so the bagel pops early. He pre popped your fucking bagel. He pre popped so my he bagel. Put his bread in. Pardon me. So he could put his bread in. Well, you'd think that that might be the case, to that he wanted to put his bread in first, Simon Rakoff. But uh, I said to him, and I pointed as he took was taking my bagel. I was like, uh, "Hey, uh, excuse me, man." Uh, he was like. Oh, I'm very sorry. I was going to steal it. And then he just gave it to me, which was so funny. It was just a funny thing that, like, 
He admitted that he was going to steal it, and he was sorry, and then he gave it back to me. But I can also tell that there was no apology. But in my uh, plan, you did not see me take it. Yeah. <laughs> this has thrown off my cunning scheme. Uh, KGB, Natasha, come here. KGB, uh, give me some uh, invisible man pills. I took them this morning. I thought I could steal your bagel. Apparently, you caught me. Hey, so here's a, your bagel back. That was an honest give and take between two people. If you ask me, that wasn't the, you know. Well, then, and then, okay, and then you caught me. Sorry. Yeah. But he was like, "Oh, sorry. I was going to steal it." And then my Canadian reaction was, uh, "Hey, man, it's cool. Don't worry about it." And then I, oh, and actually, and then I leaned and then into Dave said, Dave said, no, Dave said, oh, yeah, by the way, this is where it gets racist. Dave said, in Russia, bagel steals you, <laughs> right? But I, I did, that would have been good. You bring he, up Smirnov? Yeah. That is our one shame in yeah. the nation. <laughs> or, you're not friend of Yakov? He would raise his fist to me. You know Yakov? Well, actually, what I did do was. Uh, like how we've gone into total Rusky parody you know, know. on a show about stereotypes. <laughs> like, it's like we found the sweet spot where who's going to defend him? Yeah. With what's going on? Yeah. We looked at our demographic. Hey, I, Russians. I remember Drago, okay? But actually, what happened was, on the, so we're both on the food truck. I was doing cartoon character, Bordas Badenov, so I wasn't really doing a stereotype. I was doing a cartoon. I was talking about the Russian that fucking stole yeah, my bagel. Yeah, backpedaling. That almost <laughs> took my bagel, but then he confessed to it. No, actually, what I did do, uh, so we're on the craft truck. I lean into him and goes, hey, man, it's not like we're paying for this shit anyways. And then he kind of grinned at me, and then we won't, both went back to extras. And that man was, oh, you have a little bit of a lot of sinning. Wilson, I, like. I uh, like your style. Would you like to make extra money? Though that's what's in package. Go over border. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah, that man was Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> and, that's then we, and then we and then we kissed German. And, yeah, and we're now we're both married, happily together, men. Uh, so and we we're gonna adopt our, our Chinese our baby. 